Hey, 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 YouTubers and friends, how are all of you tonight? Absolutely fabulous, I hope. I know I am because you all know why. Because I'm here with you. And can't forget my prospecting buddies, Toledo, Jess, and Dano. Um, we have a really good guest tonight. Alan's Gold Mining. Uh, a really great do-it-yourselfer. I'm sure you know of him. If not, what the heck? Come on. Uh, don't go away, because I'll be right back with my crew and our guest. Hey, YouTubers and friends. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Tuesday Night Hangout Live with Toledo Jess, Gano, the Treasure Vixen, and I. They can't hear us right now. But if we start talking, they don't bring us out live without saying anything. I'm surprised through that whole part you were silent. And then right when that intro <laughs> ended and I came in, you start talking. They can't hear us right now, but. <laughs> yes, they can. We know what he's doing. He's playing his name. Oh, brother. Hey, everybody. How are you tonight? Hey, hey. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? Let's so, uh, say hi to everybody. The world's greatest moderator, Mr. Lodak. Mr. Lodak. Thank you Maybe. for being here all the time, my man. And Thomas was here early. Did you see that? He, he's here. Thomas Folks, he's here on time. He must be here to see. Lucky you know he's not here to see. He you. must be Gotta here be to see. What's up, Brown? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. David Villa. What's up? Hey, Vicky's in the house. Vicky, say hi to Ryan. Terry Curry, good to see you. Terry. JP Lonsenmore. Can't forget Steve that. Howard. David. So, what else is in here? Uh, Nebo Gold, Kings and Queens Stacking. Hey, looks. F. Who? AP Londomar. Does yeah. Hey Look Squirrel? Welcome, Hey Look Squirrel. How you doing, Tony? I hope all's well. I'm good. I'm good. Um, Jeremy, how are you, Mr. Cantor? Steve Howden, welcome. Tim Borton, good to see you. Willie was first. But unfortunately, we don't have your gal and neither one of the gals with us tonight. Frederick uh, Bamar, welcome. One of one of uh, Rose's feline kids bit the big one. Hope it wasn't a tire or nothing like that. Um, so, um, Hello, Jeremy. He won't be here. What's up, Willie? Richard Quick, hello. Uh, Pirate Prospecting, R. Gold Fever Adventures says, hello, Ed Gang and Alan, how the hell are you? 
Doing great. <laughs> don't everybody respond at once now. <laughs> well, I didn't know if I'm part. I don't know if I'm on live yet or not. So oh, you're, you're live. On live. You're on live. live. Okay, I'm just sitting here like a stooge. So okay, well, yeah, well, uh, you do it. We well. never know when we'll bring you in. Like they never know when they're unmuted. Right. You know that's why I, I said you see, you know, your friends in here and say hi to them. Shout them out. That's What's up, Tim Burton? Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah. I'm not seeing yeah. anything in the chat box except for just recently. So I'm not sure if the chat box has died on me or something. Or um, oh, you have it on live or top? Um, hmm. I, it says chat. Dan Bortner. Uh, well, say top chat or live chat. It just says chat. Oh, so let's, um, you're on Zoom chat. You're not on YouTube chat. Oh, okay. So I need to be on YouTube. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> YouTube chat. That's where you see all your friends. Just remember, oh. just remember to mute YouTube. Okay. Yes. So let me let me dig up YouTube then. I'm trying to find the emails you sent me. Okay, they're not getting to me yet. Damn Ethernet. Well, Jesse's showing the mug at the remote. close. I'll pin you for this. Center him up, Ed. Center him up. I did. I did. He's... There we go. Look oh, at him. About that time. Look at that. Mugs. Yeah. Mugs. Look at that mug, man. Isn't that cool? That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. For all you metal, for all you metal detectors, check this one out. Ooh, this baby. Born to metal detect, forced to work. Forced to work. They should have something like that for gold prospecting, too. For well, a just... lot of us. Yeah, no kidding. I suppose we could. This is what I put together. I said, ah, let me see how how uh how i do here good welcome okay i think we're getting here i like those there words. we are all right now we're rolling <laughs> <laughs> all right just got to do a little split screen action here and we'll uh, up once one, jesse ron up once a mug yeah. You, oh, yeah. you know, uh, Alan, that's why I love, love multiple monitors. <laughs> yeah, versus just one. <laughs> Welcome, old dog. Old okay. dog. Howdy, bro. Small town adventures wants Alan's hat. Oh, <laughs> small. Yeah, he wants It's one hat. of a kind. <laughs> <laughs> that's alan's trademark right there that's right <laughs> that hat that's and that red scar now if if in if you guys don't know alan and you're do-it-yourselfer type people and interested in prospecting and on a budget check out alan's stuff you know oh yeah from one uh, do-it-yourselfer right, to another do-it-yourselfer, he's top-notch. You're, you're in Arizona, Thanks so right? much. Aren't you in Arizona? Uh, well, the claims are in Arizona. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm gonna try to, I don't know why, but my uh, stuff that I sent you, Ed, is not going for some crazy reason here. So we're gonna try to resend it here, see if it'll go. All right. Garden Ron, welcome. I've been trying to sell a e uh, send an email last time I tried to send I forgot the G Gmail and it wouldn't go. I couldn't figure out why. Yeah, I got gmail.com flash in your pen. Just make sure I got it correct. Flash in your pen. Gmail.com. Yep, it is. Okay. Just being stubborn, I guess. But that's okay. If it doesn't make it over, we'll just wing it. Well, we, what's what we always do? Did I didn't I tell you that? We're gonna be sitting around like, like our friend Jeff Williams. Right. We sit around the campfire and BS. shoot the bull. Right. There you, know? you go. You know, that's what we're doing tonight. Should have seen the nugget that got away. It was this big. Oh, that's <laughs> a fish. Yeah, wrong, wrong fish stories. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about, about yourself, Alan, uh, for those who don't know who you are. Okay, well, I know, I know you from there, YouTube. There, I, there's I a question in the room real quick for you about the cup. Uh, Vicky, and it's not 18.4, it's 18.49. So, yes, it's 1849. Well, there you 1849, go. 1849, Vicky. 1849. <laughs> you should know what that means. Come on, sister. <laughs> oh. Well, anyway, yeah. I. Hey, Jack. Lisa. Oh, that's all right. Looks like people are logging in and chatting. That's awesome. Our friend right. Gold Fever Adventures, Jack and Lisa's in here. And you were on their show a few months ago. If I remember right. Weren't you? From Gold Fever. Gold Fever Radio. Uh yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, that went really well. I really, really enjoyed it. A lot of, a lot of chatter back and forth. Yeah, it was fun with uh, cool. Jack, Jack Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're, they're freaking visiting to our chat room. Yeah. They're friends of the Flash in your pen. Well, they are part of the Flash fam. Right. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good people. One day I'm going to go to Arizona and prospect with that man. <laughs> and yeah, actually well, uh, uh when he owned gold grabber he's a sponsor of well i would it be prospector radio or gold fever radio sorry jack gold fever radio or i think it's i think it's late, gold fever radio yeah it's gold fever radio but uh, -huh. uh it would have been a donation from gold grabber or gold fever radio uh but he donated one of the gold grabber high bankers to our pet project uh take of that prospecting project so um hey, we take out, jason uh, the mason's in the house where we take out uh veterans uh disabled veterans who uh 
who uh, are, are new to prospecting or who want to get into prospecting or who just want to get out of the house, help them do that. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a, just something that, that's, that we want to do to show our appreciation and, and cut that number of 22 a day down, you know? So get them out outdoors and, uh, yeah. But anyways, back to you. <laughs> back to well, you. While, you're, while you're chatting, I'm trying to send these emails over to uh, Ed. Uh, so hopefully uh, I'll just... not going on. Yeah, I was having, I was telling you earlier, I was having that, that mailing problem. I forgot how to send an uh, email, you know, so. Yeah, there must be something with the file size. We'll we'll see if this one gets over there or not. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> What's yeah. up, Bert? You're late. He's only, he's only a little late tonight. Yeah. Just a little. Just a little. What do we have? Well, Jason on here from Flower Gold Wizards. I see somebody yeah. saying, hey, Jason, or Flower yeah. Gold. Our buddy yeah. Jason the Mason. Yeah. yeah. GoPro yeah. Unlimited is out of here already. J&M Money Magneteers. Hello. How are you tonight? Yeah, there he is. What's up, Jason? Oh, like hey, you. Ellie Knows Rocks. How are you doing? And yeah. She met our friend Casey. Casey Morgan not too long ago. Oh yeah, cool. Casey was a fun guest, a real yep. fun guest, and mm -hmm. Ellie's gonna be on our show the first of June. I'm really looking forward to having her on. Good, nice. good. I I want to get more women that are treasure hunters on because I say more power to them. Heck oh, yeah. absolutely. Plus, they're a lot better to look at than stinky, hairy prospectors, you know. <laughs> uh, like, who wants to look at these guys all day when you can look at something like, you know. <laughs> Don't take me the wrong way. <laughs> so, <laughs> they all understand. <laughs> Well, well, I don't know what's going on you know, with this. Like you dig your own hole, man. Just keep it up. <laughs> I, I'm stopping digging right now because I won't hit bedrock. <laughs> File size might be too big, Alan. Tell you what, buddy. What we'll, we'll have you on in a few more months, maybe six months or a year or something. And we could, we could communicate more about that, you know, and you could send me the files. And then sure. I'll have them, and instead of me trying to hunt them down on your videos or whatever, and then we could share them, because I I have a feeling the show's gonna roll real well, and we'll have to have you back. Well, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it too. Love to do it. Um, I think I might have the culprit here, so I'm gonna just skip over a lot of this stuff and i'll just uh just send you some easier ones and i i think i think it's probably the original uh couple of photos that was uh messing with it so we'll just send a couple of just quick static ones here and uh, see how that feeds through the pipeline yeah okay. and, uh, oh, and we're being rated 
Yeah. All right. We'll try that one and see how it goes. <laughs> Having a Jersey history, Hunter Ray. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. That one came. And it, it, and it could just be my email platform going haywire, whatever. <laughs> that, that came through. Hey, Madison, Maine. Shannon Bob. Wait a minute. Bortner? Bortner. Bortner? Bartner, Bartner. Looks like that to me. What Hi, do Shannon. I know? Shannon, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we still got people coming in here a little bit. That time we okay, got we'll let everybody gather around the campfire. Yeah, we have a we have a raid happening from uh, Jersey History Hunters. There's yeah. some melee techers from New Jersey. Our, our friends, Audra and Rach, they yep. have a show, a live stream right before ours. And we're having a friendly Jersey history hunter raid, which we love. So we love it. Absolutely. They're absolutely fabulous sisters and part of the Flash fam. Mm -hmm. Had the pleasure of hanging out on the river with them last year. Gold Rush days. Yeah, uh, Gold Rush days. Right? Is Gold Rush days? Yeah. Gold Rush days. Yep. 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 Jason, AU Colorado. What's up? Oh, Jason. My ears didn't get lowered. I just have it back in a ponytail. It's not quite ready a cut i don't have enough to get for a wig or to put on my scalp post yet so when it's long enough i'll probably okay, end up yeah. doing it live all right ed well you know what i i just it looks like it choked through so maybe <laughs> maybe you'll get something on your end over there <laughs> uh i got one for sure two Good. two emails for sure Okay. So yeah, there yeah. must have been something corrupt with one of the files or something, whatever. <laughs> whatever it was. Uh we could yeah. share uh, one of the internet things. <laughs> we could share one right now. Uh there'll be a little bit delay. I'm not sure what the delay is. Can't be more than uh six seconds let me Let's find out one make, two make three, sure live four, here. five six seven about seven seconds delay so let me swing it over and once you see it um okay. i can tell you right now it's it's a guy in a hard route rock mine uh that wouldn't be a one-legged jack though it looks like he has two it, it's a rail but it's close enough yep <laughs> um i'm not seeing it actually on youtube here for some reason you in about well, five more seconds oh okay There's all right seven eight <laughs> second delay okay just your screen looks frozen and even your screen on screen looks frozen too so i don't know what's going on is it playing right now for you or is it no, no it's just it's just frozen stuck yeah let uh, me how's it it live? oh how's there it? we go now 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 we're working okay now i've got a live button and it's not got a red dot beside it click on it'll speed you up to the show 
Yeah. Okay, now there we are. Okay, now yeah. we're okay. There, there's the photo. Okay, now we're working. <laughs> and when you want me to switch it, I'll just click the little arrow next to it and go to the next one, Alan. I see some stuff like that in Virginia City when I toured up mine. I hear an echo though on your side. You need to mute YouTube, Alan. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm there now. I see the uh, and I think we're. You need to. Yeah, we're uh, yeah we're playing live now. You need to mute the show though. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, I saw her. There you go. Yeah. Now 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 she's working. Oh, don't you just love this technology? Okay. <laughs> we have an echo though, Alan. You need to mute YouTube. All right. So um, anyway, this is the uh, this is one of my early photos. I so uh, we're still hearing an echo. Hearing YouTube. You got YouTube playing. You got to turn it off. You got to turn the YouTube. Just mute YouTube. Right. And then mute YouTube. Not, not I, I think he just did it. All yeah. Right. How's that? Is that better, guys? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay, I, don't, I think he's got it. Okay, great. All right, now we can roll. <laughs> now we can roll. Okay. Well, anyway, thanks everybody for having me on your show tonight and really appreciate it. And uh, so, yeah, my name's Alan Guthmiller with, uh, you know, Alan's Gold Mining is my YouTube channel. And uh, so anyway, I just give you a little brief history about, you know, how I came into gold mining. Actually, I started um, when I was a little kid. My, my parents went camping in the mountains in California and I was infatuated with gold prospecting. I thought it was cool, but my parents weren't. And uh, we were at a stream fishing and uh, I kept pestering my mother. I want to go pan for gold. So my mom grabbed me by the shoulders and grabbed her dishpan, dragged me down to the stream and scooped up a whole bunch of dirt and slung it all around and everything and, and said, see, there's no gold in here now. Shut up and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> So did she know how to pan or is she just showing you that there was no gold? They were just both, probably, just to try to <laughs> try to deter me. But what really was that clicked and it was like, I'm hooked. And uh, it wasn't until many years later as a young uh, teen, as a teenager, that I actually found my first piece of gold up in, uh, up in uh, a place called Blue Cut, which is in Cajon Pass in the LA Empire Basin, whatever. And uh, uh, after more. after I got that first piece, it's been you know ever since. Right. <laughs> so, right. What, what was it that piqued your interest when you were a little kid there with your mom? What was it the mm. the history of it, or just the 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 treasure hunting aspect of it? You know what it was? Well, was it just... yeah, because you know when I was a kid, we were studying about American history. And uh -huh. discovering, you know, the American River and Sutter's Mill right, right. and all that kind of stuff. Right. And so as a kid, and this is like probably, I don't know, fifth grade or something like that. And we were studying this stuff. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. I like this history. You know, they don't teach that today. I mean, no, no. Heck no. But yeah, exactly. But yeah, after that, I was hooked. And then from there, it's just been developing. So the picture that you see there um, is okay. actually uh, yours truly back in the early 80s. I moved to Nevada 
to go to school to get, you know, to UNLV college degree. And uh, I hooked up with a couple of guys that were actually uh, mining for gold. And so we actually had this hard rock mine just outside of Searchlight, about 10 miles to the west. And so um, there's me, you know, running the drill rig. We were punching four foot holes in the rock. And so we had this tunnel going. We actually tunneled all the way through the little hillside that we were running through. And we were getting about maybe a quarter of an ounce of gold to the ton. So we were doing pretty good. We actually made the tunnel big enough. We could drive a tr small tractor in there to muck out the material. <laughs> and then we had our own crushing plant and sluice and shaker tables and stuff like that to get the ore out and or get the gold out. And we, um, you know, we didn't make any money to get rich off of, but we, it paid for all of our equipment and our explosives and everything else. Uh, so, it paid for everything to do that. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of one of my, besides plaster mine. Now this is, for those of you who are not, don't know, you know, load mining is where you're digging a tunnel like here. Uh, plaster mining is where you're digging in gravels in a stream bed and stuff. And, and so the load mining here is what we call primary enrichment and then uh, placer deposit is secondary enrichment. So there's the two different dynamics and requires different equipment. So um, yeah, and if you wanna click through the pictures there, I think there's probably another one of me probably um, uh, lighting the fuse or something like that, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Literally lighting the fuse. <laughs> oh yeah literally lighting a fuse <laughs> yeah there we go so there's your truly you see me there's all those little white round circles are all um, blast holes and uh, the ground was really soft it was a soft decayed kind of um, quartzy material that required a lot of explosives so we had four foot holes uh, third stick dynamite in the back with deck cord attached to it. And then we backfilled it with Prel, which is your 90, per, 90 plus percent ammonium nitrate with diesel fuel. And so we backfilled all the holes and, I, and then we attached it all to a cap. So we would shoot out the waste first and we would shoot out probably about four tons. And then, and then we drive the tractor and muck it out. And then the vein was up on top, up high. And then we had charges in there and then we would shoot out and drop the vein and then uh, go ahead and send that to the plant for processing. So, so, uh, so the process was to get the material out from underneath the vein and then drop the vein down in your tunnel. Right, exactly. And then run the tractor back in there and muck it out. Yeah. Cool. And uh, there was times where you could physically see the gold on the vein. It was the coolest. I mean, we had one uh, that was probably at least several inches long, but it was thin as tinfoil. And it just so happened the rock fractured right along that shear zone to, that separated the gold, you know, so oh, you can nice. see it. Yeah. And really it, it, cool. it was fun. And go to the next picture. I think that one's probably... Um, got uh the, one of the charges going off yeah yeah Kaboom. fire in the hole that. there we go fire in the hole <laughs> so that's just one of our one of our uh shots there and <clears throat> yep so that's that's pretty cool it was a lot of fun and you know when you have that much explosives going off i don't care how used you're how used you are to it it still makes your heart skip <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. i bet i bet yeah yeah it's that pretty. Is, that's cool yeah so that was uh we did this for a number of years and uh then of course the ore played out and we i did some drilling i bought a drilling rig we punched holes all over the place trying to see if we could locate the vein 
never could. So it looked like that was pretty much done. Cool. So cool. But anyhow, I've always been involved with placer mining and always been, I love, I always love dry washing or working in a sluice, uh, you know, in a stream. So I've had many years of experience from what back in the eighties all the way to now. And, uh, you know, gold prospecting really isn't my main hobby. It's actually my third hobby. Aviation is my first hobby ooh, and astronomy ooh. is second. Gold yeah. mining is third. Pilot? Are you a pilot? Yes, oh, I am. Oh, yeah. oh, please. If I'm ever in California, Arizona or Nevada, please take me flying. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. I'm not current. So I'd have to go up and redo all my currency things to, you know, when you get a pilot's license, you never lose your license like a driver's license, but you still have to go out with an instructor, get current, do all the stuff, insurance, yeah, blah, 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 you know, and I used to also fly gliders to do a lot of soaring and stuff out here in the desert. Flying. Love it. I don't yeah, care how big the plane is. I love it. It's awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> Same with your mechanics. They get a license that's theirs, but they have to recertify and keep it up to date. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So a, I used to rent. It was easier to be in a club and rent than it was to own your own plane. And oh, so that's primarily what I did. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I built airplanes, both models and real. And also I've, uh, you know, I built and designed telescopes and optical systems. So when it came to building mining equipment, I had some engineering qualities that I could transfer over to making some of the stuff. So I don't know, Ed, if you want to show that one picture of me standing with my, uh, sure. you know, blue bucket trommel system there. I have it queued uh, up now. Yeah. And uh, that, that one there will kind of, kind of started off. Um, you know, I've, I, you know, out here in the desert, it's really hard to try to mine for gold, especially uh, you end up with uh, areas that have, are full of clay and it's really hard to run a dry washer. Uh, and so, and the physics behind a dry washer only allows you to get about 60 or 70% of the gold, even on a really super dry day where you have your moisture contents less than 5%. So, um, and the physics it's, and I won't get into the figures why, but I have a video on my YouTube channel, how to improve your dry washer recovery that I get into the physics of what, why and how dry washers work. But so I want to recover more of my gold. So the best way to do that is with water. Okay. And, right. uh, running a sluice because with a dry, with a sluice, you're working with gravity to track gold. With a dry washer, you're kind of working against gravity. And that's one of the physical problems because you're lifting the material above and over the riffles while you're carrying all the little small pieces of gold too as well. And if you ever notice that when you do run a dry washer, you get nice little pickers and pieces and all that, but you really are vacant on, this, on the fine stuff. So when you, um, you know, run a sluice, you're collecting all of it, you know, at least 98%, 95% of it. So, but the problem with a sluice of any kind is that it requires water. Well, there's no water in the desert. So, you know, you, you got to haul your water in. in. Yeah. And so that started the ball game rolling where I wanted to design a system that a weekend prospector could take out with minimal amount of water and run lots of yardage and get gold. I mean, at 95, 98% recovery rate. Right. And so that's what kind of got it started. And so I made this trommel out of um, 
<clears throat> out of, uh, of uh, plastic buckets and stuff uh, and screen and a lot of supplies you can find at a standard hardware store. And uh, so anyhow, and it runs off of a 12 volt uh, windshield wiper motor that turns the whole thing. And uh, it's pretty neat. And so I made a video of this and I stuck it onto YouTube. And this is like five years ago. And uh, yeah, and, and I went, uh, I thought, okay, maybe a couple of people will watch it. Maybe I'll get a hundred people, you know, whatever. And when I crossed the hundred person line, I said, well, this is cool. And then when I got to a thousand people, I was like, oh my gosh. And then when I got up to 10,000 people, I was freaked out. And now this video has got almost 600,000 views. Nice. And, nice. Yeah. And, and so it launched my YouTube career from there, you know? So I started building and adding and doing modifications to this. But if you want to go to the next picture, you can there. It shows the more of a full layout of the, the Trommel system. Wow. Right. Because one of the things oh. I hear. Yeah, one of the things that I hear from uh, people out there in Arizona is their inability to get out and do dry washing unless the ground is thoroughly dried. I mean, otherwise, they got to do a bunch of other work to get it to dry out before they can attempt to run a dry washer. Yep. And, and, and then I go, well, why don't you just take water up there? Well... Because the water don't last. It just gets too muddy. You can't use it. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, well, I try to evaporate when it gets lost in your tailings. And... Right. Uh, I try to direct them to your videos. Yeah. But you know how you know how some old miners are. They don't want to listen to nobody that that's new. <laughs> they don't want to they don't want to well, new, but you know. well, not, not necessarily new, innovative. Let's yeah. say, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I always, I always put it to Ugg uh, when he invented the the round disc, and then decided to put a, a piece of wood through it and ride it. You know, he made he made something different out of something that was already made. Yeah, you can do exactly. That. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how innovation happens. You that's keep right. Adding, modifying. You can't you can't just invent the wheel and not go anywhere from there. So yeah, we're always in that process. And I saw this, I'm going, there's the answer right there. I don't know why. And I, do you think that's something like this could be expanded into a, a, a more commercial viable operation? Uh, I think, oh yeah, that? definitely. Uh, although my, my main focus so, right now is hobby prospecting and prospecting. Right, right, right. You know. so, so go ahead and explain what you got there because I already know what it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we kind of skipped over the trauma, but that's okay. Yeah, I'll uh, go back to the trauma. Yeah, go yeah just to go back because it all works correct. together. Yeah. Then we'll get to this one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyhow, I wanted to have a system where I could actually recover the water as best as I could. And so instead of having to haul out thousands of gallons of water to process, say, a cubic yard of material, I wanted to do it with about 100 gallons, and I was able to accomplish that. Now, the, the, uh, the trombol in the very back of the picture, that's the main trombol that washes the rocks, and of course, all the uh, tailings go off off to the left, and all the stuff that's smaller than, or a quarter inch or smaller, because that's the screen size, drops onto the sluice, which is just underneath it. Then everything flows down the sluice, and of course, the gold gets trapped in the riffles, 
And then it flows to this other trauma that's in the foreground, and that's a dewatering trauma. And it has a 60 mesh screen. So as it's tumbling around, it's tumbling all the, the uh, slurry that's coming off the sluice and separating the water from the solids. And of course, the solids come out the end and the tailings. And of course, the, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, the, uh, the water then drops in the tub that's down below. And so I have basically three settling tubs. I have the one underneath the trommel and then two over off to the right that you can see. And it, um, and I had filters in there to help mitigate some of the suspended particles because at 60 mesh, you're removing a lot of material, but not a lot. If you ran a, a full cubic yard of material, <clears throat> you would end up with uh, that first tub filling completely up with silt and clay, you know, after at the yard. And the second tub would fill up about a quarter of the amount. And so, and the water became really gooey. So you, after a yard, you had to purge it. So every yard cost you about 100 to 125 gallons to run. Well, I wanted to improve that even more, which brought me over time to the system that I currently have. So if you want to move on to that one, yeah, that's good. Uh, I developed through experimentation a better way to separate the solids, and that's by using a flat shaker deck. The, and the nice thing about the shaker decks is that uh, here you have this picture here where the, uh, the upper shaker deck processes the material, it vibrates, and you have your sprayer bar up on top. And of course, you see the tailings going off to the left, and then everything that's um, smaller than a quarter inch falls on the sluice, which is just directly underneath it, okay? And what I yeah. like about this system versus the trommel is that it's half the size. So therefore, you can stack it. If I were to stack trommels on top of each other with a sluice in the middle, it would take up twice as much. So in other words, ergonomically, it would be very difficult to shovel material and feed the hopper. So you'd almost have to stand up on a ramp or have a, have a conveyor belt or something like that, feed the upper trommel, so to speak. Where here, right. everything's extremely compact and it's just as efficient. And the other thing I like about this is that it's lower maintenance uh, there's less moving parts, and so it's more practical. So the end result is to get this all trailer mounted. Well, in this process, I developed down below at the very bottom here is this shaker deck, and it's flat. And so what happens is the slurry comes off the uh, sluice, lands on the deck, and instead of having a 60 mesh screen, it has a 200 mesh screen. And these two orange vibrators that you see there is what shakes that deck to cause the water to separate from the solids. And of course, all the, yeah, thank you, there you go. And so everything migrates from left to right off into the tailings. And of course the water drops under the bucket into the tub. And uh, then from there, uh, it runs through a series of sand filters. And so the sand, collects all the suspended particles that did not uh, go off into the tailings, but fell into the tub. So it strips all these suspended particles out of the water down to, uh, well, let's see, the 200 mesh screen uh, separates down to 75 microns, okay? And then the sand filters have quarter inch, eighth inch, and 16th inch sand. And that separates it all the way down to about 20 microns. And at 20 microns, that water is almost, almost drinkable, you know? <laughs> so now 
you can recycle the same water over and over and over. In fact, the water recycles in this system every minute and a half. So the filter, the sand filters will process easily over two yards of material, you know, with and using only about 100 gallons. So now I've doubled my output and cut my water usage almost in half. How often okay. do you have to clean your sand filters? Okay. So usually uh, after about a couple of yards, which most people have a hard time running a couple of yards in a day, uh, would um, I would clean it out. So if you go to my video, my latest video that I've got published, I show how I clean the sand. And what I really, what I do is I, the sands are in bucket containers. And so uh, what I do is I take the riffle out of the sluice and then I turn the whole wash plant back on and I refeed the sand into the upper hopper. It shakes and vibrates and the sprayers spray on it and washes all the, all the material. And then it flows down the sluice, okay? But there's no riffles in it. So they're, they're just, just sheet metal. So it flows down, drops onto the dewatering deck. Well, the dewatering deck just sucks all the, all the water out of it. And so what rolls off the end is nice clean rock or nice clean sand ready for the next time you use it. <laughs> cool. So, you, okay. so your sluice box is in the middle there, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Right yeah. Your ripples and everything are. So you got, so your top box, that the picture I'm looking at looks like cardboard. Uh, it, it's actually cold steel, 18 gauge oh, okay. cold steel. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you got, and you're just shoveling in there. It's, yep. it's just shaking and, and washing material. And dropping yeah, now, that down into the sluice box, right? Yeah, now Ed just highlighted the sluice catching, there. Right? You're catching the gold in the sluice box, and the, the piece underneath the shaker table, is that what that is? A shaker, that dewatering shaker deck. Uh -huh. yeah, that's the bottom piece, right, with the uh -huh. green? That is basically you're separating the water from the sand, correct? That's right. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's exactly what goes on. You're, you're dropping your, your material into the top layer. It's dropping down into the sluice box. It was just catching the gold. And yep. the bottom deck is separating your sand, which is giving you your clean water to, to use over again. Got it. Yes, exactly. And so when you watch the video play, uh, if you go on and watch And I, by the way, I was filming another video this weekend, so I'll be publishing that pretty soon. There'll be more detail. But if you go to my previous video showing uh, 2000 one innovations or innovations 2001 uh it i show it more detail you can see the action and how everything flows across that lower deck and you'll just see the clumps of gooey mud and clay mixed with rock <laughs> flowing out onto the tailings Let which was normally for a second alan uh, uh -huh. mr lodak if you could please hunt down alan's video of that and put it in the room for me uh, I'd appreciate that, and then I'll pin it, and after the show, you all could go over and visit Alan's video and watch it. Right, exactly. <laughs> after. After. Well, let me see if I can, uh, let me let me just dig up, uh, I'll just open up another screen here real quick, and just let me go to my channel, I'll, I'll pull it up real quick here, and uh, <clears throat> it'll just take a second. So do you find you find that better to you that system than your trommel and your that whole other system? 
Does it work better? Or is it is it is it more of a convenience thing? Uh, yes. Both. It, it, it's it's very much a convenience. That's a good question. It's very much a convenience, but it's also more accurate. It uh, uh, because of the uh, frequency of the vibration, um, it actually causes as 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 the rocks are flowing over the top deck. I have like little studs that the rocks bounce on and that yeah. high speed vibration and the vibrator is running at 3,600 RPM. So it's really flying. Uh, those rocks just dance. And uh, so any material that's stuck on the rock just falls right off. Any dirt clods just bust up into, uh, you know, a zillion pieces, freeing up all the gold. So then the fine stuff, the gold that's, you know, obviously smaller than quarter inch drops right. through the deck onto the sluice. All right, gotcha. uh, link that's posted that at the top of the chat is the link to the video, I believe. Okay, so there, I'm going to oh, just put this in no, the chat. It ain't it, Mr. Lodak. Here, let's, uh, okay, there's, there's, my, there's my YouTube link right there. I just put it in there, Alan's Gold Mining, and that's the link to that video. So if people want to copy and paste and save it for later on their computer, it's in the it's in the chat window there under Alan's gold mining. You guys see that? Hasn't come up yet. It's probably because you're not a moderator. Uh, just... well, no, I, I'm in the, I'm in the uh, the the top chat here with everybody else. Uh, there's Scuba, Sonia, uh, Willie, right, Shane. Right. Uh, you're not yeah. a moderator though, so it might not allow you to. It might just automatically not show up. Uh, do me a favor and just type hi or something in the video so I could moderate you. And, okay. and while you're doing that, I'm going to say hello, Scuba Sonia. <laughs> I, I clicked on Mr. Lodax and it's. Yeah, there, there's hi, the Ed. Now, yeah, I do notice that my name is muted. Alan's Gold Mining there is. It uh, is. Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh, I'll make you a moderator. You'll turn blue, and you should be able to post links now. Yeah, All right. right. Hi, Sonia. It's always good to see you. Welcome, Alan's Gold Mine. <laughs> well, yes, well, thank you. Good to see you. All right, now there, there we go. Now it's up. There it is. See now you've got now you can come in here and, and be a moderator. <laughs> Don't you just love this technology? Yeah, you got any reason to come in? <laughs> oh, oh gosh, we like so, that too, Dennis. Yeah, there there's a link to that particular video that we're talking about, so you folks can you know watch it later on and and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty cool. I don't I don't know if I don't know if you've noticed over the years. There's been a couple two three times that I've commented on your video about having you on our show yes i know and, and life has just been you know crazy busy know. for me in so many different ways <laughs> you know I just, I just never know whether you get the messages or whether you respond or not so i don't push but i do ask <laughs> i i get uh well you should see on my end of it you know i'm sure you guys do too this just the uh, the pile of videos and uh, comments oh, yeah. and emails oh, yeah. and yeah it uh, yeah when you're famous what can you say? You <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, are famous. Since you brought that up, since you brought that up, it's 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 kind of a 
uh, uh, thing on this show about that. Since you started doing YouTube videos, since you've been getting here and you got all kinds, I mean, what's your subscription number now? It's pretty. Uh, it's yeah, I'm up at, uh, about a little over 10,000, about 10,300. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, do you find that people recognize you and you don't know who they are? I mean, you'll be, oh, yeah. you'll be somewhere out of, out of the blue somewhere. Oh, you're Alan. I watch your videos. <laughs> Absolutely. That happens all the time. <laughs> cool. And you have to be ready for that, right? Yeah, you exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. It's, it's one of those things. If you're going to do YouTube, expect that to happen. Right. You, you, yeah. Yeah. And if you don't want it to happen to you, don't show your face. That's right. Well, let me tell you, it's, it's as I get more popular, uh, yeah, you go to the gold shows. Of course, there hadn't been any last year, but right. yeah, people recognize you. And of course, I'm dressed in this getup anyway. So, you know, it's, sure. it's obvious. But you know what? Let me tell you something, a real quick story that was really profound. I work in a hospital, okay? I work in a cardiac cath lab. I do x-rays of the heart, uh, put in stents put in heart valves. I do all that kind of, that's my main job. So I'm in the elevator and this nurse gets on the elevator with me and I'm dressed in my surgical attire and I got my hat and mask on and all that stuff. So all you see is my eyeballs. All right. She looks at me and goes, you do videos on YouTube, don't you? And I went, yeah. And, <laughs> and she goes, my husband really loves your videos. You do gold mining, don't you? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Because that was going to be my next so question. wild that somebody would yeah, recognize that was be my next question. Like, what's the most obscure place you've had somebody come up to you? And obviously, that's got to be it. That's got to be it. Yeah, in the elevator at the hospital. You know, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're going to be doing YouTube, you're going to show your face. Expect that to happen at some point. Yeah, it happens to everybody. Well, you know. and then some. Some people call me Benny Hill, you know, and some of you think I'm on Toy Story, yes, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> Believe it or not, Benny Hill was my nickname in college, so I do carry that trait. Yeah, lots of fun. So, but yeah, anyhow, I, you know, uh, my goal is to try to create a a platform in which, you know, hobby prospectors can take out and efficiently go sluicing for the weekend and only need to maybe put two or three 55 gallon drums in the back of their truck or right. uh, those ICB tanks or something like that and have a wash plant that they can maximize the recovery. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not against dry washing at all. I love dry washing and it's a great instrument for prospecting. So as soon as you find a good spot, then it's time to move the wash plant in and really make a killing. And, right. and that's what I'm working on. So my end goal is to create a wash plant that's actually trailer mounted. So all those things you see there, the upper deck, the sluice, and the dewatering deck will actually rest on a trailer. They'll be factory set at the right angles, even though they can be adjusted slightly, but they'll be factory set. So all you have to do is wheel the trailer out to the dig site and then just jack it up a little bit to get it level and then throw the tubs underneath the trailer and basically fill it up with water and you're ready to fire it up and let it go. And, uh, and then if you want to move, you just simply take it off the jacks, wheel it over to the next dig site, set it all back up. And it takes like maybe 10, 15 minutes 
and bang, you're ready to start mining again, you know? So that kind of, that kind of begs the question. Um, so you started off as a DIY guy, making stuff to make your, your life easier. Yep. Uh, you know, um, not thinking about industry, not thinking about product, not thinking about that, just making your life easier. But now it sounds like you, you're looking at a self-contained unit that you can sell and buy. Yeah, exactly. That's where I'm going with this. Okay. So uh, what you see here is, is basically a prototype, right? Not prototype, uh -huh. it's a test model for the trailer mounted prototype. So the, the trailer mounted prototype will be next. As, and I, I want to use this unit for a while. I want to beat it up and see what breaks because that's key, you know, and so that way I can figure out what needs to be beefed up and what areas so I can get some kind of durability out of it. And right. uh, that's before I go uh, sell this just, thing. Just so you're aware that, that this, this crew here, we are beta testers. Okay, well, then, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Progress is... <laughs> we yeah, we yeah, beta test for a few manufacturers. Yes, we, not as, as many as we'd like to, Pat King. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So I'll do my beta test in a new four-inch stretch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think Pat Keen is watching me. So <laughs> and same <laughs> the folks over at Royal too. So. <laughs> Well, you know, before you get to them, you, you need some qualified beta testers and make sure you, you show them a good product. Well, you know what? That's interesting because my friends who are working with this on me, with me on this, uh, have the same philosophy is that, you know, I'm making it so I understand it, but I want the public on how to understand it. So beta testing with people who are, you know, they never touched this thing before and they wheel it out and make it work. How... You know, how does it flow? Hey, and, we, and we 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 typically prospect as a crew. Uh -huh. You know, <laughs> yeah. And, and so, we'll work with you. We'll definitely work with you because that sounds. You know, that's why I was asking a lot of questions. I want to know what you're what you're looking at and, and what you're planning on doing. You know, because it's, it's it's it's. I like I like trammels, but there's they just seem like a lot of work. You know, yeah. especially especially when you're when you're talking to someone like me who is only looking at like going to a small creek, carrying you know, stuff into a quarter mile up the creek or a half mile up the creek, you know, uh, but not wanting to drag a trommel up or not, you know, right. you know, just uh something that's gonna be convenient for a 70-year-old man to be able to drudge around and uh set up and a bunch of his buddies hang out and run a a piece of equipment. Right, exactly. Well, that, that's my goal is to build something that is lightweight on a trailer. You just simply unhitch it from the ball and you literally can wheel it to your dig site. Now, everybody's dig sites are different. You may need right. a winch to get it down a hillside or something like that. That's, you know, that's up to them. But, <laughs> yeah, but to provide a product that you can actually maneuver easily and wow. then set it up and then run your keep your generator in the back of the truck bed and your tank in the back and you so you run your power and your water hose down to the unit right. and boom you know right well see that's that was a key right there it's 
has to be something that can easily be driven up to the pulled up to the creek or with a little effort can be lowered down into a valley or across the stream or you know sure good for everybody right exactly so yeah we'll put it through its paces <laughs> <laughs> well i appreciate that very much yeah um so yeah that, that's kind of where i'm i'm like I say i'm eventually going with this thing and it is so unique uh I, I appreciated everybody's comments on my last video because it really created kind of a storm and right. you know i mean there's a lot of questions there's still questions coming out and well, you know, the idea of it being stackable like that is, is pretty cool yeah it's you just know. like uh, it's just like my punk's gold cube you know it's all stackable Correct. you know Correct. and so i give him credit for designing something like that you know and so i'm kind of following that lead you know yeah so but your your system is more more geared towards uh recirculating right that's, right that's, exactly that's that's what your uh that's what your 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 ideal situation is yeah is uh, being able to retain that water as long as right. as much as he can for the environment he works in unlike like where we are you know we have plentiful water right we have plenty of water that's true yeah. And of course, in the desert, where it you know it's easy to find gold for the most part, it's hard to bring in the water. You're real lucky if you have a, a brook or a stream nearby, you know. But usually, right. when they're running, uh, the ground's too wet to dry wash. But at least you can wet wash. Well, and that brings yeah. up another subject too: is that with dry washing, it's very seasonal. In other words, right. <laughs> you know, you got to wait till summertime. Well, it's hotter than Hades out there, and you know, so either you're mining at night or you're really sweating a lot. And uh, with a wash plant, you can mine all year long, uh, you know, as long as your water doesn't freeze, you know, <laughs> you can go for it. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? So, yeah, you don't have, you know, uh, you know, you dry washing, okay, storm comes in, dumps a lot of water, and then you go, okay, I'll give it two weeks to dry out, and then I'll go out there. Well, within two weeks, another storm rolls in and dumps more water, you know, right. it's like, you can't win, yeah. you know. Yeah, you're, you're. You're under the thumb of the weather, you know, as a, you know, was, as opposed to your system there. You, yay, it rains. I got more water. <laughs> it's actually better. <laughs> right, you know, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that uh, this will encourage a lot of folks. And I'm trying to develop a product that's to be simple, that uh -huh. the weekend prospector can really take advantage of, you know, maximizing their gold recovery. Uh, the other thing that I found interesting with this is that I love running dry washer tailings because this plant's so efficient, it sucks up all the gold that everybody else's dry washers left behind. And it's so funny, so funny to go in behind somebody's uh, machinery and scoop up their header pile and their tailings pile and run it through and go, ah, look at that. Wow. No, it's uh, nugget. Yeah, whose nuggets is? Somebody lose a nugget? Here, let, <laughs> let me share some of your gold from oh, sure, the absolutely. equipment yeah. you use. Uh -huh. uh, this is some nice chunky desert gold here, too. Yeah. Some gold porn yeah. for all of you out there. Children, cover your eyes. <laughs> yeah, let's see if we can bring that. There we go. 
How about that, folks? Pretty good, huh? Yeah. Now that's this that's really coarse. Very that's coarse. Where I'm at, the gold is extremely coarse. I'm extremely close to the source. Uh, actually, wow. yeah, the geology in my area is mostly hydrothermal type deposits. And mm -hmm. uh, so there's springs that have come up over, you know, what, hundreds of thousands, millions of years right. and, and deposit. And there's a lot of uh, calcium salts, a lot of caliche, and most of the iron is pretty well oxidized. Uh, and in fact, some of the nuggets that you, the larger nuggets you get, you end up with nuggets with square holes or impressions in them. And that's because uh, the, the pyrite. Yeah, the pyrite is oxidized, and what's left is the impression, and the piece right. of gold hasn't rolled anywhere, so it just sits there, of course, and everything else has fallen off of it, you know? Sure. So, so those, those, yeah. those pieces up there have not traveled at all, have they? Not a bit. Not, not, probably, if anything, maybe, say, 100 feet, a couple hundred feet, I don't know. Oh, that <laughs> was beauty. Uh, they've traveled a little bit, they're not you know, feathery, but oh, man, no. pretty too. Yeah. Now that still. Now yeah. the biggest. Now this photo is a little deceiving, obviously, because it's a zoomed-in picture. But oh, the sure. largest chunk of gold there is three eighths in diameter. Okay, oh. so it's not like it's super huge, but that's the stuff we get. Hey, I'll take it all day long. I'll take all of it all day long. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you betcha. <laughs> I, no doubt I about can't it. show me a prospector that will throw back any gold they find. That's right. We'll take it all. <laughs> I'll say two toes. Yeah. Oh, you know, Gary, on the other hand, he he throws them back and comes back and gets he's, their older brother. Bigger brother. At least he says he does. I've never actually seen him throw any back. Yeah. <laughs> but we've only been on the river with them once. That was enough. And I don't <laughs> think I've seen it in videos either. I don't think I've seen it in videos either. I've seen him say it. Right, right. <laughs> well, isn't isn't it true that you take your gold and you go out and plant it and grows more gold? I, I that's what I heard. Well, that's what those Yuba guys say. They throw back the small stuff and let it grow. Let it grow, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I thought gold worked differently than that. But, you know, who am I so, to say? Are there, where else have you uh, prospected besides in, in Arizona? Have you been like other Alaska or any other places? Yeah. Well, okay, here's. Here's the little inside whisper story. In fact, I don't know who else is on this uh, thread right now that's maybe been uh, solicited, uh, but I got contacted by a Hollywood producer about three weeks ago and uh, had a cast. They want me to be part of a, a gold show, reality TV show of going up to Greenland this summer and mine on a new gold deposit. And so... Uh, I had my casting interview a couple of weeks ago and just waiting for word if it's a go or not, you know? Yeah, good luck on that. Good luck on that. Yeah. So it's going to be called Frozen Gold. And obviously they're going to compete with all the other gold shows out there. And so uh, they're basically soliciting a lot of the other YouTube, you know, uh, gold miners and other sources. You're making the circus. I think uh, Jason was uh, approached too, wasn't he? Does that remember? Flower Gold Wizards? Flower yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. 
and Jeff Williams. And uh, I think because they didn't tell me who, but they said there's a couple of Canadian guys. Well, that comes up with, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Polly and uh, uh, Dan Hurd. You know, those are the first two right. big names that come to my right. mind. So I'm sure they probably got, you know, tapped as well. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with this. And, uh, yeah, uh, I know they're working all of the logistics and everything. So it'll be fun. Uh, Ray Roos uh, sounds like they um, contacted him. A lot of those emails I don't reply to because I'm unable to do anything like that at this time. You got to know, like some of them, some of them will ask for certain type of prospecting. Are you traveling around the country? Are you, you know, is that your life that you go from here to there? And that's what they're looking right. for. And then other ones are looking for, you know, like what, what your opportunity there, which is really cool. Uh, yeah. So there's, it's more than one out there doing this because I guess gold is a big thing, huh? Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. trying to capitalize on the interest in the market. Right. Um, I mean, in all reality, that's what got me into it. I was, I retired uh, watching TV at night, come across Gold Fever. Yep. Uh, on, on the Outdoor Channel and saw it a couple times. And, mm -hmm. you know, then, then I saw, I saw him, he was in Ohio finding gold in Ohio. I'm going, wait, I'm in Ohio. Isn't that I'm amazing? Only, I'm only a couple hours away from where he was at. I'm going to check this out. And I checked it out. And, here I am. Yep. Let me say hi. Here, let me say hello to uh, one of our Australian friends, Nikki. How are you tonight? She's from I'm, uh, I'm in. I'm impressed with uh, uh, you know what kind of gold you find back there. You know, and you know, I mean, Ohio and uh, uh, Wisconsin. You know, Jason Flower Gold Wizards. He's out there pounding away at it. Uh, uh, a couple other guys are fine. And uh, what is it? Um, uh, uh, Appalachia Prospectors. There's another couple of guys oh, that yeah. are out there, you know? Just amazing. Well, you know, it's, I mean, when, in, in my mind, the way, the way I see them, you know, I watched, yeah, I watched Gold Rush, you know, well, the first few years they came out. And I'm watching them doing test pans and I'm watching them dig in and, and, and I'm watching them find gold and, and I'm going, you know, I do a test pan and my gold is small like that and it's about 20, 30 pieces of a test pan. Yep. I bet I can find as much gold as they do. The only problem is I can't move the material they can move. Right. I, you know, I, I don't, you know, I wouldn't be able to do that. I couldn't do that on our, our GPA lease, you know, so, you know, and that's, that's our drawback. But it's there. People well, don't realize I, how much. I how see much a lot of guys there. out there doing that where it's like, you know, gosh, why can't you get a dozer in there and a backhoe and build a wash plant and really because there's there's good material out there. You oh, know? Yeah, you, you know how many times we sat around the creek fantasizing getting a, a, a backhoe in there and running a big, huge monster dredge. Well, what we need to do is find a good and marine area and do some sampling, but we need to talk about getting, maybe getting our own lease. Then it's right. talking to the property. Unlike you out West or where I'm from out West also, 
there's no such thing as mining claims out here. Even though right, exactly. everyone out here east of the Mississippi, I know you love saying claims, but it's a fantasy. There's no such thing. Right. Uh, it's a lease or a permission. Yes. So, you know, what we're limited to a lot of times, a lot of times our leases are floodplains. And we uh -huh. run, they, they're leased from farmers. And right. no, they don't want uh, beyond the green belt disturbed at all, you know. You can't get it. in my field and stay off yeah. my corn and beans. Right, right. Uh, you know, you're not going to run that little bucket line dredge down the creek. <laughs> well, and, and I, I think if Jason, Jason from, uh, you know, Florida Wilson is still watching, uh, you know, I marvel at what he's doing. Uh, Midway, Midwest Dave is another guy. But oh, yeah. It, yeah um, you know, I see them in the woods, you know, and so there's no farmer out there, but you'd have to knock some trees down, you know, clear the area. But gosh, you just, you know, you know, the, the meandering stream that he's working in is just the here and now of what's probably stacked up that is covered over by overburden that's just waiting, you know. Right. Yeah. And maybe down, you know, three, four, five feet, and all of a sudden, bam, before you get that nasty clay layer he shows. There could be just all kinds of material left over from hundreds of thousands of years ago. We, you know, we do have some off. friends here, though, actually, that have hooked up with uh, aggregate plants. You know, uh, uh -huh. and they've ended up putting sluices in the wash plant at like concrete places and stuff, or. I don't want to say pit. quarries at gravel pits, and they some have done really well. Um, yep. Why not? Well, yeah. Look at uh, that Lee. Well, he was he was doing he was doing what about an ounce a week? Yeah. Just just setting a sluice in between uh, uh, screenings. You might, have met, you might yeah. have met Lee at Gold Shows out west. He was him and his brother oh. had uh the gold little spin it off. Yeah, the little spin it off. It was a a centrifugal, a real portable centrifugal. Uh Lee Hirschberger, a great guy. He's from Indiana. Right. Hey, uh, yeah, Bill's he was, trash and treasure. He was doing uh, sluices in between, you know, and wherever he can fit one in, and he was pulling out of out of gravel pits, you know. Yeah, isn't that amazing? You imagine if you actually set up a rig like on Gold Rush, like Parker Schnabel, one of his rigs or something, or maybe even something smaller, like remember the uh, what was it, Little Blue or something, you know? <laughs> right. Well, you know, all you gotta do, if you can just figure out a way to set up a a, a, a sluice box in that circuit, mm -hmm. they're running because they run water. Yeah, while they're cleaning and, and and sizing rocks. They're running water, you know. So you can set up a sluice in there where, as long as it doesn't affect their process, you know, why would they care? Yeah, you could. 
<laughs> you set up a sluice so you have one for nuggets on the bigger rocks. You have a nugget trap, and then you got your finer type sluices for the finer gold on your, you know, eighth inch or quarter inch sand that you're trying to separate. And yeah, <laughs> why not? Those guys, you know, those guys are their money is in the rocks. They don't care about oh, the gold. Of course, you know, yeah. Right. You, know, you show them a tiny little, you you show them a tiny little pick, and they go, "Ain't nothing." Look at this rock I got to sell for 20 bucks a piece, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing, you know, just besides the West, uh, what kind of gold can be found all over the country. Right, just, right. Yeah. So, uh, one of my favorite things I want to do one of these days is go to Nome, Alaska. You know, oh, I just yeah. I just love all that. Bering Sea Gold is one, one of my favorite shows. You know, uh, that's funny. You just mentioned Barry C. Gold, one of our buddies. We have to, uh, yeah, I, I know Brian. Yes, I do. Yeah, we chat back and forth. Yep. Yeah. He's in yeah. now. You know Brian. Brian Wilder. Yeah, yep. we're yep. in with Brian. Oh, now yep. he's talking like the Utah guys. Oh, no golden gnome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no golden gnome. Friday, <laughs> Jesse. What was that? Why well, gold last Friday? Did I watch it? No. Did you watch I it? Have, I don't have cable anymore. Yeah. He was yeah. on. Yeah, Vern really likes Brian. So yeah. Did, did you record it for me, Dano? Because I uh, don't have cable. Watch it. Huh? You're gonna have to come to my house to watch it. Well, we'll have to have a watch party at Dano's. Uh, well, I'll bet you. I'll bet you this Friday you'll probably see it again, replayed again, so you'll catch it. You yeah, I, yeah, I don't have cable, it. so I have to catch it some other way or bootleg oh. it. So uh, we'll have to go to the JJ Land and have a watch party at your house. There you go. That sounds like fun. Brag out the drinks and the popcorn and kick back and enjoy the show. Yeah, <laughs> sounds okay. good to me. Find a couple nuggets. Yep. Yeah, the the show is a two hour two hour uh, thing. So yeah, the, oh, this is right. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, because no, it's yeah, good. I got to be myself a while back. Yeah, yeah, when we had Vernon on with the crew, when Brian was yeah. with them, and yeah, I remember um, that one. Vernon seemed to think highly of Brian. Why I don't know. It's not like he's a great guy or a good dredger. I just kidding, Brian. You know I am. You know I am. I'm waiting to see yeah. how TV portrays Brian. I'm waiting to see where they go with him. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, wait till you see the show. There's a you'll see Mark Brian in action with no <laughs> pants on, huh? <laughs> oh boy. I uh, so, we're I'm we're right. we're we've been fortunate to know Brian personally. Uh, Actually, Brian, you know, anytime you're coming through, you're more than welcome here. Uh, I don't care what the neighbor said about parking on city property with your rig. Screw <laughs> up. <laughs> What's up, Jason Combs? Hey, Jason, one of our Great White North friends. We also had CJ in here from the Great White North. Huh? Actually, Jason just had a birthday yesterday, I believe it was. Happy belated <laughs> birthday. birthday. Even though I happy said birthday. happy birthday to you yesterday or the day before. 
I don't I'm remember. Hi to, uh, I'm going to say hi to, hey, you guys, prospecting. What's up? Hey, you guys. <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> oh, hey, you guys. it's tomorrow. Yeah. So happy early birthday, Jason. Oh, My dyslexia kicking in. So yeah. I didn't know dyslexia could work that way. So <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah so when you go out when you go out to, out of the desert and stuff i'm sure you don't go by yourself right uh too often i just won't say so nobody sneaks up on me but... okay <laughs> now, do you don't carry a sidearm like our buddy jeff williams uh i I don't wheel. I don't wield it around like Jeff Williams, but you know, you know, one of the things we always ask about is, uh, have you ever had any uh, scarier, dangerous things no. happen to you while you were out there? No, it's really amazing. I, I, I I've been well blessed uh, going out there uh, in all of my gold prospecting adventures. Uh, never have had an issue you know and i meet people all the time in fact this weekend uh i'm out there working the claim and i had six people come up to me and uh you know they're they're all you know subscribers and they're like wow this is great got to meet you they're all excited and two women you know that are prospectors came up you know for the same thing and it's just it was you know <laughs> kind of fun but i get that all the time and most of the people out there are pretty cool you know um you hear about some people that are kind of a little off, little off and you just kind of just stay away from them and they, they're right. more reclusive anyway. So, you know, they're not going to come over to you anyhow. So, yeah. Right. But you know what? It did develop some friendships. I have a story that um, I was, I was new to the area and I, and I thought I was on BLM land because there was no claim markers and I just got my little dry washer and this is many, many years ago. And I started setting up and I started running in this little stream. I saw this exposed bedrock. And so I started sucking up the vacuum and running it through the dry washer. And I was finding some little bits of gold. And all of a sudden this guy pulls up next to my setup and everything and says, Hey, what you doing? And I says, Oh, I'm doing a little prospecting. He says, you know, you're on private property. And I just like, I just like sunk. I was like, oh crap, really? Oh, <laughs> and he happened to be the owner. And, uh, and I, I told him, honestly, I thought I was on BLM land because there's no markers or anything. And he says, no, the, uh, the BLM land was actually on the other side of the dirt road. So the dirt road separated the two. I was just off. And, <laughs> and I says, well, I'm sorry. I'll pack up and move on and I'll go across the street and mine over there. And he says, no, 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 go ahead and keep mining. And uh, yeah, and I showed him my gold I was getting. And he says, oh, this is cool. And um, so we shook hands and everything was all right. You know, he could have shot me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it was, it was all right. And then I met up with him uh, a few weeks later and he told me, he says, you know, Alan, I saw that wash and I went down there on, with my metal detector and I got this nice nugget just downstream from where you were digging. Nice. <laughs> And we have been friends ever since. Cool. Yeah, it's great. So, so yeah. do you really check it off? I don't do a lot. I have a gold bug too. I've had for eons. Uh -huh. And uh, I'm really looking at those monsters, you know. 
but uh, I use my gold bug primarily for scanning my tailings. So mm -hmm. especially my header tailings, you know, because I'm only screening down to quarter inch. So anything larger than quarter inch goes out on the, on the right. header. Panel. So I always scan that. So if I have a nugget that's larger than quarter inch, well, the gold bug is just going to scream when it sees that. So, but I have yet to find one. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Unless, unless, unless your metal detector isn't picking it up either. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's working because I have been on my area where I'm digging and I have found little nuggets that are quarter inch and a little bit larger. Uh, right. One in particular was down three inches in solid caliche. I mean, solid. And so I had to chisel it out uh, to get to it. And uh, then I've got other nuggets that are eh, probably dime-sized nuggets that I found in the same area that I'm working. So cool. we're out there. Yep. Yeah, sounds like you need at least a monster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think a monster would be more accurate than what I'm currently using. Absolutely. Yeah. Which yeah. gold bug are you using? What, what was that again? Which gold bug are you using? Uh, the gold bug, too. Oh, okay. I, yeah, the, the step... The 75, what is it, 75 hertz or whatever? Yeah. I so. hear that's a pretty good machine, though. I, I have the Fisher oh, Goldbug Pro, which... Oh, okay. I, yeah, I, the Goldbug, I was out, in fact, I was out using it two weekends ago, and I was finding little tiny, tiny pieces of frayed electrical wire that was maybe like a half inch long and like just tiny tiny diameter can't even measure it and <laughs> down in the soil about three or four inches and the gold bug is screaming at it you know <laughs> so it, it's finding stuff yeah well that's good yeah it's fine <laughs> yeah that, that's good yeah so uh it's not as good as probably like a you know a, a, was it a gp7000 or something like that you know but uh yeah right but, yeah my primary purpose is to i what i do is like if i'm digging up my material and i stockpile it next to the wash plant i always scan it with a metal detector before it goes in the wash plant and then after that i also uh scan the tailings afterwards too yeah so but uh yeah it's it's been a lot of fun and have you gone out just strictly melee tucking for nuggets or anything just just yeah i've 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 spent some days where um you know i just didn't feel like wash run the wash plant and i'll just go out there and maybe i'm pressed for time and i can only spend like half a day out there and so i'll just go out there and swing a little bit so yeah i like watching uh bill southern's videos oh yeah yeah good man yeah oh, exactly. i like his videos absolutely Yep. And he, he does well on explaining stuff. So, yep. Can now there's another guy. And you, can't, and you can't beat anything more than, than actually being able to go out with somebody that has experience like two toes, like we yep. did in September. And I mean, I found just over four grams of nuggets, you know, so that was cool. I think we all did about that. Uh, nugget wise, I, cool. the three I found was like six point four, I believe. Yeah, well, cool was how he explained to us how the gold moved through there, and then we all started finding it where he said the gold would move through. Right. Very good so, explanation that day of the area to us. Yes, mm -hmm. that that helped a lot and pinpointed 
where we wanted to work and we all worked it and we all found gold. In fact, we found between six of us. Uh, let me see, Todd, you, Dano, myself, yeah, six, uh, an ounce and a quarter, one and a quarter ounces for an afternoon. That's awesome. (laughs) All in one spot, all all in one boulder dump. (laughs) Uh Yeah. Yeah, very cool, very cool day. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. It's definitely fun finding nuggets with a metal detector. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm I'm more more of a dig it in the stream kind of guy. You know, that's what I learned. So, yep. But definitely like like we like traveling, like learning other ways and other places of prospect, which I think is really a cool thing. So where I mean, where else have you been? You know, you want to uh, go to Nome. Uh, yeah, I'd like to go to Nome, but uh, mostly uh, I've been living out here in the desert for what uh, thirty years, you know, and, and I'm just outside of Las Vegas, and uh, so you know I, I like I like Nevada, so I'll go to places like uh, Northern Nevada. There's places like Johnny, which is near Pahrump. Um, I love going up to Virginia City, uh, you know, and places out that way as well. Uh, even though I haven't had any luck finding any, you know, nuggets out there with a detector, but it's just neat to go out that way, do a lot of exploring. Yeah. What I, what I like about Nevada too, is that once you leave the city of Las Vegas or Las Vegas Valley, it truly is the old West as it was, you know, 150 years ago or whatever, you know, Virginia city was neat. The boardwalk all down through the town and all very neat place. Oh, Virginia yeah. City. People all dressed up in period stuff, walking up and down the streets. There's six shooters on. And yep. Uh huh. Yep. Really neat. Sounds well, you see how Jeff Williams loves to go to Virginia City too. That's his, you know, stomping ground as well. Uh, <laughs> he he loves Oatman, Arizona, quite a bit yep. too. That area. I uh, I wish I was into prospecting when I grew up in Southern California and you know, lived in. I lived right down on the river from Oatman and Bullhead. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I I was too busy doing stupid things like chasing girls and stuff. But hey. (laughs) Yeah, I got I got I got stuck in Austin, Nevada one year. Wow. Talk about let's see, that was uh back then it was population of three hundred during tourist season. Yep. So Austin I, I is there for uh, I was there for a little while, worked at Silver Mill. Oh wow, good. Hung out, found turquoise, found arrowheads, found a lot of cool stuff, wandering the desert. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I got my car broke down in Austin. I had to, and I worked there for a little while and hung out and then finally left at the end of the summer. I think I think it was in the summer. But it was a really cool experience. Absolutely. But, you know what? You you tell that story about your car breaking down. I know several other people that have told that same story. Oh, well, dude, <laughs> I'm gonna, let me let me explain that little portion right there for you. When I broke down, I was coming back from California, right? Yeah. And a 1950 Dodge panel truck with a flathead six in it. That's as far as it got. <laughs> when I broke down, the guy, just as you're pulling into town, he said, just park it over there in that, uh, that lot over there. 
there was nothing but cars in this lot that done the same thing. <laughs> you know, from overheating and stuff. You know, I just I just crawled in there, and you know, it was steaming bad. Oh yeah, the yeah. whole that whole lot was nothing but cars. The same thing had happened. That's yeah, probably they broke down. They broke down. <laughs> but I stuck around. I stuck around. Got a job. Uh, work like I said. I worked at the silver mill. Found a place. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was fun. <laughs> well, Nevada is dotted with all kinds of old towns, and I'm sure you know. Obviously, back in the heyday, it was the gold and silver that brought in the population. But there's been a renewal over the decades of you know people ending up there for whatever circumstance and right. you know and and staying you know and making the population grow for whatever town you know. <laughs> it, it was uh, yeah, it was, uh, and I worked at the uh, at a silver mill that was cleaning up a bunch of tailings. That got flooded, uh, flood, flooded down to a valley, uh -huh. and it was millions of dollars worth of silver in it. So that's what we were working, and that's nice. where I was working for the summer. Nice. So that was that was interesting. It was fun, it was, and it, it was an adventure. <laughs> that's okay when you're in your twenties, your early twenties. You can do shit like that. Oh yeah, I know. I me too. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, you know, I you know, whenever I'm traveling. You know, most people will drive through the deserts like Nevada, California, Utah, you know, and they'll say, oh, that's such a boring drive. Like, oh, I can't stand it. There's nothing out here. To me, I'm like, I'm having a feast. This is oh, like, you know, <laughs> this is right. great. You know, I, I'll sit there. Oh, I got to go prospect over there. Oh, I got to check out that, you know. And if like, if I'm with my wife or somebody, look at me like I'm nuts. <laughs> my, my wife hates it because I'll go, hmm, that's a dirt road going nowhere. Yep. I'll go try it out. <laughs> oh, yep. Where you going? I'm going that way. We'll say, I don't know. Let's go look. <laughs> you know, uh, probably one of the most profound areas that I've been to is a place called Belmont. And it's almost right in the center of Nevada. It's a little bit northeast of Tonopah, about 60 miles. And when you go to Belmont, it's a ghost town, okay? And it was actually the county seat for Nye County, which is the largest county in Nevada at, the, at its heyday. But anyhow, you climb, you go up where the uh, smelter and foundry is, and you sit on this mountain view, and you look in almost 360 degrees in all directions, and there's nothing, you know, I mean, just as far as you can see. And it's like, who found that silver deposit back in 1866? You know, just wandering around out in the desert, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. It's just, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it was, I mean, uh, and I've told this story out here before, uh, coming on to walking around the desert, and coming on to a, an old uh, um, fire ring and, oh, and realizing there's a bunch of stone seats around and sitting there and then sitting down and finding uh, uh, napping chips for when they were napping uh, 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 points and bro finding broken points. It was just, it's amazing. You're out in the middle of nowhere and you come across this. You come across an old broken down wagon wheels and frames and stuff and you're going what oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah well you think about it you know the pioneer trail at least in nevada you know cuts right across the 80 or drive parallels the 80 freeway 
you know? Right. That's where I was. That's where uh, Austin is. Yep. Austin, Eureka, all those places, Elko. Right. You know, they're all right off. And then you got other spurs like Jawbridge and a few others that are north and south. And yeah, it, and it's amazing. And and that's how <laughs> that's how Six Mile Canyon and Gold Canyon got discovered because it's right along the Pioneer Trail when those folks were going through Dayton, Nevada, which is now today's Dayton, Nevada. Um, they decided to reach out and pan for gold. And then they started following upstream. And of course, the Six Mile Canyon is an interesting story because they kept getting this gray sludge that was uh, plugging up their sluices. And so they kept working the way up. Well, finally, somebody got the brains to assay that gray sludge. And what oh, it was, was high grade silver. High grade silver. And then that was it. The world's yeah. famous cum stock mine. Yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. Now, have you ever done anything at Rye Patch? At where? Isn't it the Rye Patch? Uh, no, huh? No, I haven't done anything yet. Talk about Virginia City, how they paved the streets with that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They call streets of silver. There's a reason they put all that silver down for road bedding when they's digging mines. Yep. That was this yeah. dumpers for them. They didn't want it. They had no use for it till they realized what it was. Right. Yeah. yeah, and well, the the silver was so high grade that they actually had to add waste tailings to the mill to process the silver. Otherwise, it would just gum up their process. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's how rich it was. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty amazing yeah, stuff. Really, and even the tailings that we were running were rich in silver. It was amazing how much silver we were getting out of this this sand and just you know just mucky stuff. It was and it was really gray looking. Uh, and then we were running through and uh, running through the filters, and it was just just caked on these filters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, was, it was incredible. Yeah, because most silver naturally found in, in the environment is usually black. It's oxidized, especially out in the desert. Right. And it's what right. we call, it looks like what we call dendrites. And even though it's not manganese oxide, it's actually silver. But it looks very much the same. And so it's really hard to find nearly, you know, a sulfide form of silver, you know. So it's uh, pretty amazing, especially, well, up there they find it, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, yeah, um, it's well, I know the process they use for extracting silver now is different from what they were doing back then. Now, yeah, yeah, now they it, use cyanides and chemical processes, right? You know? Well, yeah, silver, silver with cyanide, uh, it only works if it's mm -hmm. oxidized, okay? So, that's the only time you can really use cyanide. And uh, I knew somebody who was running a cyanide process with, with oxide silver, that's, that's what and, we were running there in Nevada. Was a cyanide process, right? We would, run, yeah, we would run it uh, through a screw. We dump it and crush the rocks and everything, and the sand. Run that all through a screw. Separate with cyanide in the water. Yep. Separate the silver from the sand and shoot it out the settling pond. Then bring it back in. Run it through a filter and scrape the filters and smelt that down. And yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. where you got your, your precipitate of silver and then you melted it down into ingots and stuff. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Once a week the boss would take all the all the scraping from the filters that you know we we pull out and scrape it all down in a little bucket, you know. And then he take the buckets and uh then he'd go into to Reno, I believe. Uh wasn't too far. Maybe it wasn't Reno. I don't remember where it went. 
He went somewhere. He came back with silver bars. That was always cool. <laughs> <laughs> neat to see that. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It was neat to see that. You know, take off with a, a few buckets, a couple buckets, just filled, and come back with some silver. Right. It was, yeah, it was always cool. Yeah. It was hard work, though. <laughs> well, and I, I've been to Colorado. I've done a little prospecting up there. Didn't really find much, but it was just fun to just go up and see the history of those areas, you know, uh, especially right. around Durango, Silverton, places like that, you know. Yeah, again, I lived in uh, uh, Idaho Springs, just yep. outside of Denver. Yeah. Up in the, you know, where the Aurora mine is. Oh, yeah, all those places. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. I lived there for a while. Um, yeah, I did a lot of traveling when I got out of service. So I ran, that was my first taste of gold, but it didn't, it didn't, uh, it didn't affect me at that time. You didn't get fever yet, huh? No, 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 because I, I, and I think it's, I think you get the fever when you literally find gold for the first time, when you're the first person ever seen. Cause I, cause I, I, I bought painter bags and that was cool. I went to a, a, a pay and play place and it was cool. It was fun. I learned about gold and I learned more about gold, but I didn't really get the fever until I was actually out on a stream and found my first wild gold, as I like to call it. You yeah, know? there you go. That's a good way to say it. Well, it hasn't been found yet. You know, so it's wild gold. Uh, <laughs> so I, that's when I, that's when I literally caught the fever and it wasn't until I actually found it. And I yeah. think that's what the fever is, is the, the fact that you you have found something that's got value to it. You basically stuck the is. shovel and pick in the ground and got it. Exactly. You, you you dug it up yourself, you know, as opposed to, like I said, buying a bag of pay dirt, which is cool. There's, there's plenty of reason to have pay dirts around. You know, lots of lots of good reasons for having pay dirts around. Right. But I don't, I didn't get the fever myself to literally found my first piece of gold. And I know exactly, I, right now I can picture it in my mind exactly what it looks like, you know? Yep. I don't have it anymore, but I know what it looked like. You never forget it. Never forget no. it. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's funny. It actually looked like a shaving. It looked like a piece of brass shaving, you know? Somebody right. was building something. That's what it looked like. It was really nice. small. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no cure for the gold fever either. It's... No, uh, no, no. You know, once you get it, once you're infected with it, the only way to remedy it is more gold. Yeah, more fever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a fun thing. It's a fun hobby, and it's uh, you know, it's it, it's really great. Uh, it's doing my videos and stuff that just makes it more fun, and I, and I love talking with the public and people writing and stuff and you know some people come up with some really great ideas and it's just it's just awesome you know and I, I think that I think in particular miners or gold miners even though most of us are probably dirt poor we're probably the most brilliant innovative people out there in terms of building stuff you know coming up with stuff and here's how here's how bad we are We'll take a perfectly good piece of equipment and modify it to fit our needs. Yeah. <laughs> our wants, no matter what the manufacturer says. I know right. they all hate it, but we do it anyway. <laughs> every, miner, every miner out there alters their equipment a little. 
yep. somewhere along the line they'll do something to make it easier or a little more efficient or you know but you know let's face it nine out of ten times it's about it's about ease of operation and make yep. it easier for ourselves well heck we we have guys like alan myself look at wire mesh and buckets and think of something uh exactly. guys that look at truck bed liners and build a dredge or a high banker out of it and all kinds of stuff <laughs> yep it's funny because all those things come around every so often again david via says we're tweakers <laughs> yeah, yeah. tweakers for mining equipment we are, we're all tweakers tweak it just a little bit i'm jonesing for my gold fix man yeah, yeah i'm ready to go out well you know it, it's a funny thing is you go to the hardware store and you know you're you don't know what you're going to find but you're looking for something that'll fix or work with something and so you're going up and down the aisles and you're looking at everything and the store clerks are all looking at you like, uh, can I help you? And I'll look at them and say, no, I haven't found it yet. <laughs> and, right. and they go, well, what are you looking for? I says, I don't know yet. I know when I see it though. <laughs> uh, but I'll let you know as soon as I do find it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm the same way, dude. I'm the same way. Yeah. I go, what are you looking for? I don't know. Whoa. Oh, I, I've had that happen in Menards or yeah. Home Depot. I, I You're like, well, like when I made my PVC uh, dry land nozzle, I'm like, well, I need this and this and this, but I want it yeah. all out of PVC. Well, what are you using it for? I could probably help you. Oh no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is so much fun. That's and really, that's kind of fun watching these people, these people in the stores, trying to help you figure out what you need, right. and, and then get interested in what you're doing. You know. Yep. I, I some of them I actually generally told them because you know they were begging me like you know what are you going to use this for you know because they knew I was going to use it off label. <laughs> Right. right. You know, you're not going to use it for what it's meant for. And, just, uh, and yeah, so they tell them, and they're like, wow, really? <laughs> oh, I've, I've had them, you know, I've had them do the same thing. Well, what about this? Will this work? How about that? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get a cat. Well, I mean, if you look at my stuff, the trommel, the, the, you know, uh, the even the shaker deck that I have now, all the items pretty much can be found either online or in a hardware store. You know, there's really nothing specially fabricated out of any of my stuff. And that's what I like about it. Like I have a couple of I have three a video series on how to build those bucket trombles because you can just go to the hardware store or go on eBay or Amazon and get the supplies for it. Yeah, and you right. don't have to make a lot of modification and boom, you're in business, you know? Well, I, <laughs> I do things like I'll be at an auction. And as a matter of fact, I got a set downstairs right now. I was at an auction and they had the vibrators off of one of those old hotel vibrating beds. Uh-huh. You know? Exactly. That was my thought. <laughs> so I can use that for a shaker table. You know, 
I knew exactly where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> or even even an earthquake classifier. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I pay like five bucks for it, you know? So I got, and it's three separate units. So I can, you know, run three separate things. <laughs> those, those quarter, those quarter bed vibrating machines. <laughs> yep. Yep. And you can actually buy those vibrating vibrators on eBay brand new too. <laughs> sure. Sure. But I, you know, I like auctions myself. That's one of my forms of treasure on. Yep. So, yeah, and it, what I, I like about it is uh, being able to create things that then other people can use and, and share with them. Uh, I can't sure. tell you, there's got to be well over, well over 100 people, maybe a couple hundred people that have looked at my, you know, how to build a trauma videos and have made their own. And then they send sure. me pictures back saying, hey, Alan, look what I just made. And I marvel at their craftsmanship. I mean, some of them look better than mine. You know, it's like, dang, that's really good. You know? Well, you so know, it's cool. Every, yeah, everybody has their, their own ideas of how to come up with the same results. Yep. You know, yep. Uh, some are better, some are as good, some ain't worth a crap. But, you know, everybody's got their own ideas. Hell yeah, that's why you know we do this so we can get better at what we're doing, whatever it is. Right. We're all learning, we're all having fun, and right. we're trying to that's, that's the important part that we're having fun. Yes, that's right. Yes. It's, it's about having fun too. I mean, because if it's all work, it's no fun, is it? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes well, the fun's the gold. You get more of that than you get gold sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if you spend the time and have fun building something and you go out and get the gold with it, that's just like, well, that's just primo, you know? Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's that's like double gold fever. Yeah. Because not only, not only did you find something no one's ever found before, you built the equipment or you you designed a piece of equipment to help you find it. Yeah. So now you got double fever. Now you got to make more equipment, find more gold. Right. And, and you get the comments. Yeah, you get the comments or people come up to you and go, wow, that's really cool. Can I make one of those? Sure, go ahead. You know, I start going, hey, can I buy that from you? That too. That too. Yeah. I'm sure you get a lot of that. I, I Well, with the wash plant, I'm getting a lot of inquiries. That's making, right. that's why I'm heading down this road to making right. a commercial product is because there's so many people out there that are already lining up. Well, you know, you have to remember too, not everybody is mechanically inclined. Not everybody's, you know, uh, has the ability to, to create and produce things. You know, uh, some people are good, great, uh, good idea people, but they don't know how to put that idea to, to work, you know? Yeah. So when you got somebody goes, man, I love that thing. I just can't do it. And, and, you know, in your mind, you're going, yeah, but this is really simple, but it's not for them. So you have to be able to be flexible enough to go, yeah, I can make another one. I'll sell this one to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's all different levels of DIY people that are out there. Right. You know? Absolutely. And, yep. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, I have some people that would rather buy it, but at the same time, I'll post videos on stuff to help inspire somebody, maybe point him in a direction or something like that. So, right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're, it's, it's always good to pass out information and, and knowledge. 
Yeah. We like doing it. We like doing it uh, with, especially with the, the young kids, like in scouts and stuff, because, you know, they're kind of into that being outdoors. And yeah, uh, so it's just another thing that we can, you know, we like to show. We do scout demonstrations and. Oh, they uh, probably love that. Oh, they do. They love it. Actually, the parents love it more. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh... I get a kick out of the kids, but the parents crack me up, Alan. Oh, yeah. They crack me up. I've seen yeah. parents push their kids aside. <laughs> <laughs> ask a ton of questions. You know, I ask a ton of questions. Yeah. Which is fine. This is cool, you know. That I mean, anything, anything that helps anything that helps uh, the young kids' minds, you know go into a different direction, you know, something positive that the parents can get involved in. So they're both heading that direction. Yep. Nothing wrong with that at all. You yep. know? Well, no, I, uh, I, I bring out uh, the church uh, uh, young men and stuff. And, you know, I have a place out there where I'm digging. I have private property too. And I have a house out there. And so we do a camp out at night we set up the telescopes, look at the stars, and then the next morning we head out to the gold field and we start running material through the wash plant. And then each kid gets to pan some of the concentrates. And I got these little vials to put their gold in, you know. That's and, cool. that's, and that's yeah. one of the that's, you know that's one of the cool things about the uh, the uh, Ohio the Buckeye chapter of the GPAA is that they do a lot of scouting programs. They do a lot of community uh, outreach with with uh, teaching kids about prospecting, and, and not right. just the kids, but, but the adults too. And in fact, this uh, all summer long, they'll be doing demonstrations at at, at one of the um, uh, nature centers nearby. So you know, and it's you know that's I like helping. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, one bit. Gotta get them interested in it. We got. If we don't get them interested in it, it'd be something that'll die out. Yep. 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 For sure. Well, I I like the idea of just to get them off their dang phones for a weekend. Yes, or the video game. Yes, yeah, the video game. Absolutely. Yeah, get them all away from that. Get out to reality. You know. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, and it, it's just it's really inspiring, and you know to to see these kids and some of these kids really lock onto it. You know, they like, Oh, this is cool. And then they're scouring over, picking up rocks. Going, Look at this rock. You know, that reminds me of one of the kids at, at, at uh, camp, uh, Mayaconda. We did a gold rush there. <laughs> this kid, he was like with every group to come through, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and full of questions and just, just want to know about everything. That group would leave, and a little bit later, they would be back with another group. You know, more questions. <laughs> that's fine. That's you know, awesome. That's, yeah, but that is so cool. That's that's what it's all about, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know, you, get, you had, get that one kid really excited about it. That's well, gonna. Like we had hundreds of kids that day. I mean, we had floods yeah. of kids coming through troop wow. by troop. Yeah. Oh yeah. They would they would bring them in uh, troops at a time. Because they were doing a bunch of different activities, That's and awesome. they circuit they circuit them through. And then we had to do an evaluation on them. We had to hand out a little how they did. Right, right. Uh, that nice. was a fun time. That was, and 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 for all you guys out there that that 
that think that that's really a hard thing to put on. It really isn't, especially if the scout troop or the the uh, the scouts in your area are are willing to help out. It's really not that bad. You get your local club, our local club, uh, donated little five dollar bags of uh, pay dirt. You know, uh, <clears throat> we gave to some of them. That some of the kids bought some and take home with them. We gave some away. Yeah, uh, but you know, it, but they had a good time and they learned something. It's it's how many, different. How many kids that are out there, and including adults too, that have never had that opportunity to actually physically go out and prospect or dig up a piece of gold, you know, and even right. like where I'm at in the desert, just to go oh. out there and throw a pick and shovel in the ground and come up with gold, real gold, you know? Or, or a pain in the stream and come up with gold, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and what's nice about it is, like we were talking earlier, it's everywhere. You can find it. You, you know? can find it. Yep, exactly. It. If you're new, my, my advice to new people is always the same. Join a local gold club, join a national club, Join the club, even if it's just for one year. Join it. Get all the help and information and experience you can from that club. Because nine out of ten times they're going to be willing to help show you everything they know. Plus, right. You know. So yeah, if you're new, you want to get into it. Find a local club near you. I, I know I'm preaching to the choir. Most of these guys are 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 you know experienced right. for the most part. But you know, every once in a while we get people in here and they're new, don't don't anything about it. And that's that's good. That's what we like. Like well, I've never seen let me, let me stop real quick here and say hi to RST and Amethyst Angel. I've never seen that name in here. Welcome. And John Noblet. 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 Bottle digger never prospected. So we'll and and Wolfman Rants, they've never prospected. Holly and Rusty have never prospected. So we've hooked our co-host, Angela and Rose. We've done hooked them too. <laughs> oh yeah. And yeah. they started off magnet fishing. So yeah. <laughs> I so Alan, I don't know if you noticed that we talk about the hand, the the treasure hand, because we, we consider just about any form of treasure hunting as part of the same community. We're all uh -huh. treasure hunters, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, so uh, that's what we're about. We're about all kinds of treasures. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of folks that are yes. out there detecting, uh, finding Civil War stuff, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. 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 And even, even uh, you know, back in the time of the Revolution, too, you mm -hmm. know, finding stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Finding Colonial. Uh, in fact, we've got a guy coming on soon. I don't know when you got him scheduled or if you got him scheduled yet, but um, uh, Green Mountain, uh, Melly Texting. That guy finds all kinds of cool stuff, all colonial. Oh, that's stuff. awesome! Yeah, I don't yeah. think I've I don't think I've seen his channel or anything, but yeah, Green Green Mountain Melly Texting. Okay, he's up in uh, Vermont. Oh no, that's that's uh, that's um, Green Mountain Gold Trap. 
It's a metal detecting channel. Oh, but it's right. a, oh, it's not the not the sluice. It's a metal. Okay, so I all right. right. So somebody else right. close Even though the Green Mountain Gold Trap's a great fluid bed classifier, technically, uh -huh. but it's an yeah, awesome great. fluid bed sluice. I have one. So does Dana. Okay. Uh, yeah. You don't have one yet, do you, Jesse? No, he says I gotta go down and visit him if I want one. Well, next it's time more we're up and over, but yeah, I, I, hear you. I gotta go there. You, oh, I gotta you, go there you guys would have had one if you would have stopped there on your way to Herkimer. So I know that kind of was a, a messed up ordeal, but it all worked out. We just did yeah. brother Joe, but it all worked out. We still had a good time. Yeah, we were supposed to go there. Well, we were supposed to, but it kind of changed plans because of picking up camp and having to reset camp. We just kind of, right. well, this is still halfway home, camp at the Herkimer mine, mine Herkimer's. Well, you know what's funny? Home. When you came down, if you went E or West from where you guys were at in Vermont, you would have drove right past Brother hey, we're Joseph. in church, man. You went right through his town. Right we wouldn't have gotten to the whole dark then. We couldn't have set up camp. We couldn't uh it would have it wouldn't have worked out. Oh actually man. we stopped at the Walmart by his house, so <laughs> <laughs> oh well. There's the next time. Oh yeah, yeah right. The next time. Yeah. Joe's a good guy. He makes an absolutely great product, and I, I, uh, I love the high banker I made out of it too. So <laughs> I, I don't know they if never, you liked how I tweaked it or happy with the way it's set up. You got to work on it. Gotta... See, there's the creativity of gold miners. Right. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, it's that time, buddy. Is wow. it already? Yeah, time sure is. When you're having a good time, I told you. I told you. Phew, Joe's oh, by. Real quick before we get off here for the night. What? Just in the mail. Barb just brought him home. Ooh. Ooh. From Top Cat Prospecting. For oh, that. okay. Oh, nice. Oh. Top Cat, our buddy yeah. Top Cat from the Motherload. A sticker. There you go. And he sent Graham bags. Four of, bags. Four of them. Nice. Thank you very, very nice. much, Tom. And we'll have to figure out what to do with those. <laughs> I, I know Smith's gold probably at baseball right now because he coaches. But Tutos, are you out there lurking? <laughs> no, I know how Gary likes to lurk. He but, just likes to watch and listen. He don't want to talk in the chat. I know, but Gary's a oh, great guy. Yes, he is. Great guy. Jeff. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to get out there yeah. again. I'm so envious. Yeah, I can't thank him enough for helping us out when we were out there. That was awesome. He just had it put out a video moving boulders. I said, I want to help you move boulders anytime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, next time. Next time. There will be a next time with those guys. I guarantee there you go. it. And maybe one day too, um, Alan, we'll see you out in the desert. 
you know well love hey, to have you cool. and uh yeah i'm i'm uh i'm thinking sometime in the future of like doing an open house on the claim you know and uh people want to come up and swing at a detector or run a dry washer or something you know come out for the weekend and have a good time uh, that sounds like fun. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll let you know next time we're in Arizona, Nevada. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just send me a message and uh, yeah, uh, or you know, you'll, or even through my YouTube channel. And uh, I, I think that last uh, photo that you had there, that's got all my channel information and my email address. So if folks out there want to get a hold of me and chat, uh, yeah, go ahead. So yeah, uh, I'll share it real quick. Yeah, just yeah, you can throw it back up there. That way, the folks that are here they can see it, and uh, just go to Alan's Gold Mining uh, on YouTube, and you know you'll pick up all my contact information from there too as well. Awesome. What's yeah. up, Patrick Moore? You're just in time for us to end the show. What the <laughs> heck, Patrick? He so he just got off work. And give him oh, a break. No. He was lurking. Whatever. <laughs> well, now you can replay it. So, you know. <laughs> right. Right. Make sure you comment when you watch the replay. Buddy. That's right. That's you, right. We know you. We, you know, we love you, brother. Uh, <laughs> Patrick is no. a good friend of ours over in Indiana. Uh, we play on one of his permissions. Um, oh, great, okay. Great guy. He's one of the family. A brother of another mother. That's, yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> Him and Wendy uh, run the wayward home for lost miners. Uh, Wendy and Patrick's <laughs> wayward home. Uh, home for wayward miners. Yeah. That's where we crash when we go to Indiana. Right. <laughs> Best pot pies that they make that are killer. That pot yeah. pie is like five pounds, one pot pie. Oh, yeah, good stuff. We, we need to make stuff. it to Indiana a bit more this year. But I, I say we need to make it to the Wilson a lot this season. I think we need to go to JJ land. Yeah, yeah, that's a honey hole permission of Dano's. Alan, Dan. we have yet we have yet to to exploit her. I found a point seven three picker there. Wow, that was outstanding for where we live around here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be doing the happy dance. <laughs> if you've seen the original uncut video, you would understand the excitement of the day. Oh, absolutely! Oh, I had words to put that on video. <laughs> Well, any gold is good gold, too. Yeah, that's how I see it. Uh, yeah, there's there's a reason we call it the JJ Land, and if you saw the uncut video, you know why. <laughs> <laughs> they Thank said, you, you planned that, didn't you? I said, have you ever heard me talk like that? Have you ever heard me be that excited? Are you kidding me? <laughs> he was. He was very excited so was i because 
bus right in our backyard. Right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you, did, you, you didn't have to go to California and the Sierras to dig that up. It was in your backyard. Oh, yes. And oh, it's literally pretty much in Dana's backyard for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. 15 minutes from my house. That's that's awesome. And it's all bedrock bottom creek, which you don't find much in my area like that, like that. Most of it's cobbles and but no, it's it's a definitely a nice place. We need to go check it out and exploit it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Look, look a little deeper into it. Well, yeah. you know, the old saying, gold is where you find it. Oh, and, and I it, love that saying, Alan. I love yeah. that saying. Right in that with JJ, how it laid. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we yeah. have the ladies in the house going, hmm. Yeah, the uh, the word exploit the word the word exploit is what I choose to use on this particular channel because the word I really want to use would get us kicked off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, welcome back, Mark. Uh, just in time for us to wrap her up, I think. I know yep. it's still fairly early for Alan. I'm sure he has. Yeah, Other just well, about time for dinner, and uh, I know you guys are probably time for bed. Yep. Yeah, we're getting there. there. Getting we'll, there. Be, we'll be heading that way soon. Jesse, yeah, he's retired. He just does what he wants. Jesse don't have no time. I'm retired. I, yeah. I'll stay up tonight, do some more computer work, getting stuff ready to print out tomorrow. That's the advantage of being retired. You can just set your own clock. <laughs> hey, dude, I worked a long time for that. Yeah, I'm yeah. getting closer too. I can't believe I'm coming up on 60 my next birthday. Jeez, time flies. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm 70. I'll be 71 this year. Oh, I've, been working, I've, been, I've been working some kind of hustle or job since I was six. So there you go. I'm done. Yes, the old one. Well, oh, I'm 62 and I see the light at the end of the tunnel. So it's uh, it's getting closer, you know. Yep. I, I see Heavy Meadow talking to Ron for the Hills, but I haven't seen him. See Ron. I didn't see Ron in here either. I, I see Robinson prospecting and Ron F, but no Ron for the Hills. And you know I ain't going to do it if I don't see him. In heavy metal. Nice try, nice buddy. Yeah, nice I think he's try. trying. He's trying to. Yes, he was, Ed. <laughs> he's trying. Mark Miller, says, Mark Miller says he's 61 and he's done. Yeah, yeah I see that. <laughs> I, I'm getting. We're getting well, closer I, to my nomadic lifestyle. I was. Uh, how old was I? I was 62 when I retired. Nice. Yeah, I was going to do that, yeah. Yeah, I got to retire early with no penalty, no no anything. I got all my full pension. Nice. Said, yeah, let me out of here before I destroy my body. And I can't do nothing. That's right. right. You know? That's why I'm going to retire as early as possible. Because yeah. I'm you know, in like construction, said, I... and that's not good. Who needs a gym with prospecting and construction? But geez, I'd rather beat my body to death prospecting than swinging right. a hammer. Yeah, exactly. Well, yep. 
I, I, I see it that way too. I've got so many projects on the list and, and a bucket full of bucket list things. I need to retire just to handle it. Yeah, you all. You know, seriously though, um, when I retired, I coached football for a little while, youth football. Uh, I, I was football coach for a little while and, uh, and that was fun and I really enjoyed it. And, but then I didn't enjoy the league anymore. It got too, um, too weak, let's say. Um, so I got out of it. Then I, I'm just kind of getting bored sitting around. I, I, found, I, <laughs> I found prospecting and, uh, heck yeah, man, it's been great. Really helped out a lot, a lot of different ways. Not money wise, that's for sure, but. <laughs> you made it through California last year. I was proud of Jesse. Jesse did it, man. You did Them hikes really good for an old it. man on those mountains, Jesse. Dang and and I was, I was are some tough terrain. And, and you have to remember, I was mending from a torn ligament in my knee. Yeah, true, true. Yes. I was bending. So I, I when you just see, wish I would have saw your dance on the secret creek, you know. <laughs> and, but Dano saw it. So hey, look who's here! What's up, Jeff? Yeah. Put that cartoon little diddly diddly diddly. It a mashing perfect running around that rock. Hey, <laughs> Jeff, how you doing, Smith Gold? Hey, Jeff, what's up? I, I'm trying to uh, rustle him and uh, be a guest yeah, on the show. He's yeah, out of the loosest. Yeah, look at, look at Terry Curry there and his little message about he's been chasing the goal for quite a while in his retirement. Heck yeah. Uh, since yeah. he was Good for 15. You. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I you want to check out our trip to, to uh, California – uh, well, we all put out videos, but Smith Gold's got some good ones. Uh, my favorite, of course, is Two Toes and the. Uh, and, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yep, I watched uh, Two Toes. Two yep. Toes and the Gold Diggers. Yeah, yeah. And the Gold Diggers. Watch that video. That's us. <laughs> yeah, that was us. And what I like about days like that day is. When you're all YouTubers, you get that many different angles of that day. Right. Different takes on that day. Yeah. Yeah. So. Same way that first Saturday we got there and had went to the creek and had them ribs and chicken and all that. There was like six different videos from different people that day. <laughs> right. Two toes and a gold digger. That's what it was. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> but everybody thanks for popping in jeff greatly appreciate it we miss you during baseball season um and again gary tutos if you're out there lurking eating supper thanks for listening um yeah. hurry up with your computer studio love to have you on as a guest you too jeff really? You too. Yeah. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Yeah. Um, everybody, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Greatly appreciate you all being here. Yeah. Uh, I just want to. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. 
I, I just want to thank everybody for letting me have this opportunity to chat with uh, folks and, uh, you know, Dan and Jess and Ed, you know, just great talking with you. It's, you know, we get, you know, whenever gold miners get together, we never shut up, you know. So. Yeah, we know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. And it's just fun to talk with other folks that do have the same interest and, and all the audience has been here and messaging on the side on the uh, little chat room. And it's been great. And uh, just thank you for the opportunity. You're more than welcome, Alan. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Yep. And uh, stay tuned for some more videos. They'll be popping up here this week. So, yeah. Yeah. And if you want to catch that video we were talking about where Alan goes through the innovation of his newest creation, it's still pinned up in the chat. There you um, go. Uh, make sure if you're not subscribed to Alan, boost him up some more, show him some flash bam love, um, which I'm sure all the prospectors in here are already subscribed to you. Yeah, I would yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they're all already subscribed to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> neither would I. If, if not, they will be, I'm sure. Yeah. Guys, well, it's a growing yeah. thing and the subscriber list continues to keep moving in a positive direction, which is great. You know, that's good. More power yeah. to you, Alan. You well, thank you very much. And same with you and your channel and all that too. Thank you. Yeah, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed watching your videos. I don't watch them all the time, but when I catch them, I enjoyed watching them. I I'm always learning something, and that's you know I'm a, I I have that philosophy. I got to learn something new every day, even if it's <laughs> dumb. Even I if you have to relearn it tomorrow. Right, we're sure, all sure. doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, make Listen sure to catch. Thank you. All right. Well, you folks have a good night. You, you too, too, Alan. Okay. Take care. We'll see you next time. Sounds right. great. Thanks right. again, brother. Bye. Everybody, next week we're having Dive for Good with us. Uh, Bryson should be a great show. Um, had the pleasure of being with him down in Nashville. And all of you. All of you are the real gold we long for. The gold in our pan, that flash in our pan is the bonus. Thank you for being part of the flash, Pam. May you always have the flash in your pan. Oh. And you know what he's going to say since Jesse didn't say it. Right, and Rose ain't here <laughs> back him up. Maybe one day, too, we'll beat you on the river. Good night, everybody. God bless. Love you all. Get your nose out. Good night. Good night, Terry Marshall. Good night, Terry Marshall. Not Jerry. Mr.
Well, you know. Yeah, it was that way last week. Really? Yeah. 